0: This is a breaking update on the Emergency National Assembly meeting. I was originally going to release a normal episode of Cast today on November 16th, 2019, but I will save that for later this week. For right now, there has been some new information from National President Mark Lichtenberg. Brother Lichtenberg sent a letter to the current province governors in an email. This was anonymously shared to the CPR Council, and I have received permission to share this as well. The link to the PDF is in the description as well as where this is shared. If you're driving, put on those hazard lights and pull over or get someone else to read this for you. By the way, I really am kidding. I don't mean to do that. Don't pull over unless you really want to. Either way, let's go ahead and break down this letter here. So, Brother Lichtenberg sent this to province governors only. It is advising the PG's to not attend this meeting. Brother Lichtenberg is arguing that the meeting is unlawful and against our national constitution and bylaws. He said that Lyrecrest will be closed that weekend for Thanksgiving and that anyone that goes to our national headquarters is trespassing. He also addresses freezing the fraternity's assets by arguing that since this is not a legitimate meeting, he is protecting the national fraternity's resources by not allowing them to be expended this way. He concludes that we must comply to all parts of the national constitution and bylaws. We cannot pick and choose as well as use the parts to our advantage. He thanks the province governors one last time for everything that they do. All right. Let's go ahead and break this letter down. I've got a couple questions and I have a feeling you guys are asking them too. First, why was this not sent to the collegiate province representatives? There's information in here that is critical to them. Why did they not receive it? Well, let's look at it this way Mark Lichtenberg is arguing that CPRs aren't delegates on the National Assembly. He's saying that Find Me Alpha Symphonia Fraternity of America, as a nonprofit organization, is different than the fraternity, as he puts it in his letter. Here's the thing, though a lot of and he's tried to argue this before, and I've talked about this as well. Precedence is a big thing in these kinds of cases, especially if this goes to court. Precedence-wise, the collegiate province representatives has been acting as delegates on the national fraternity level in the National Assembly. They've been acting that way for, for decades, for over 20 years, longer than that. They have always been, been considered delegates in that way precedent wise as in it's been a continued habit and now when it's convenient for you to argue that you know what they're not delegates well then yeah no you're wrong that's not how it works especially when there is precedence for this so yeah he may try to argue that but let's be real here There is one reason and one reason why he did not send this to the CPRs or to the National Executive Committee. One reason why he only sent it to the province governors. It's because the province governors are the only people that he can remove without any other checks. The national president is able to remove a province governor for any reason whatsoever. So this letter isn't really... To give them information in or to say that they're doing a great job. It's a threat. He's saying that this meeting is unlawful, and if you attend it, there's a good chance he'll remove them. And don't tell me that's crazy because he removed over half of the province governors of the national fraternity because he listened to the voice of doubt. So, It's very obvious here that he's telling them this, so if they attend, he'll remove them. That's why this letter, that's the motivation behind this letter. Let's move on to the next question I have. Is it really the national president's duty to manage the fraternity's assets? I thought that was the national secretary treasurer's responsibility. In the section that Mark Lichtenberg put, Have I Canceled a Meeting or Blocked Access to Fraternity Assets?, He put that since that this is an unlawful meeting, that uh, the the purported decisions of the NEC to spend fraternity resources on an unlawful meeting and to give you authority to enter into contracts on behalf of the fraternity are invalid. He's arguing that the national president needs to protect the fraternity's assets against unlawful use. He hasn't really proved yet that this is unlawful, though. He's giving his personal opinion, but I don't really see anything backing that. So, yeah, he froze the fraternity assets, as well as not letting the national secretary treasurer use to... His knowledge and his ability to determine if this is a proper use of funds. That is what he's supposed to do. And then he would try, he will try to argue that it's because this is what the national secretary treasurers want. He's going against a fraternity in this case. But is he really? And couldn't you make the same argument against yourself as well? Yeah, so he froze the fraternity assets. And once again, there's only one legitimate reason why he is at the end of the day. Not because this meeting is unlawful or because he is trying to do his best to protect the fraternity funds. It's because, simply put, he doesn't want the meeting to happen. Because then he'll, there's a good chance he's going to get removed from his position. So, that's why it's there. He It's intentional. He's just trying to make sure the meeting doesn't happen because then people have to pay out of pocket to go, and that becomes a barrier. That's why he froze the fraternity assets. None of this reasoning of it being unlawful. In the section that Mark Lichtenberg put, have I canceled a meeting or blocked access to fraternity assets, he put that since that this is an unlawful meeting that uh, the purpose The purported decisions of the NEC to spend fraternity resources on an unlawful meeting and to give you authority to enter into contracts on behalf of the fraternity are invalid. He's arguing that the national president needs to protect the fraternity's assets against unlawful use. He hasn't really proved yet that this is unlawful, though. He's giving his personal opinion, but I don't really see anything backing that. So yeah, he froze the fraternity assets as well as not letting the national secretary treasurer use to... His knowledge and his ability to determine if this is a proper use of funds. That is what he's supposed to do. And then he would try, he will try to argue that it's because this is what the national secretary treasurers want. He's going against a fraternity in this case. But is he really? And couldn't you make the same argument against yourself as well? Yeah, so he froze the fraternity assets. And once again, there's only one legitimate reason why he is at the end of the day. Not because this meeting is unlawful or because he is trying to do his best to protect the fraternity funds. It's because, simply put, he doesn't want the meeting to happen. Because then he'll, there's a good chance he's going to get removed from his position. So, that's why it's there. He, it's intentional. It's intentional. He's just trying to make sure the meeting doesn't happen because then people have to pay out of pocket to go and that becomes a barrier. That's why he froze the fraternity assets. None of this reasoning of it being unlawful, maybe in his head. But if he was really trying to protect fraternity funds, then wouldn't he do everything he can to make sure this doesn't go to court because At this rate, this is where it's going. It's going to go to court. If he cared so much about the fraternity funds, he wouldn't let that happen by either stepping down or letting this meeting happen. Next part here, and this is big, and I'm just going to read this verbatim from the letter. Since I received the letter on April 11th from Matt Koperniak, Dave Fidler and Jules Streety requesting that I consider resigning and threatening to remove me from office if I did not respond to their requests. I have been in consultation with the fraternity's standing parliamentarian and legal counsel in New York, both of whom have advised the fraternity since 2015. I have provided the NEC with their professional opinions in writing and the other members of the NEC have either failed to respond or have chosen to ignore them. From the context that he's given He's been getting these professional opinions from our standing parliamentarian and legal counsel in New York. And he's shared a little bit of it over time. But I'm curious here. Can other brothers see these professional opinions? Can other brothers outside of the NEC see these legal justifications? You've provided some of it in the past, but it hasn't addressed the full picture like by calling this meeting unlawful. You you grab somebody else as well. And lastly, for as far as a professional opinion on this emergency national assembly meeting, no one has seen a proper legal opinion on it. From Mark Lichtenberg anyway. We've seen what the NEC has been able to provide, but where's yours? And I've even asked Brother Jules Streety about this, and he said he hasn't received anything either. So, I would love to see this professional opinion on why this meeting is unlawful, and I guarantee the NEC would love to see it as well. That's the big part. That's honestly one of the biggest parts of this letter to me, is that right there. He claims to have these opinions, but legal opinions, excuse me, and I have yet to see them. I would love to see them. The fraternity would love to see them. Maybe if we actually saw them, we'd be a bit more on your side with this. But until I see them, I'm I'm keeping my current stance. Last part I want to talk about here in regards to this letter is can is this part right here, once again in verbatim. As national president my foremost duty is to uphold and enforce the governing documents and to interpret them fairly, seeking counsel from professional authorities when necessary. We cannot follow only the provisions of the national constitution and bylaws that suit us, or with which we agree, but must strive to uphold all provisions of these documents in their entirety as the foundation upon which Symphonia rests and operates. Do you guys see that? It's the pot calling the kettle black. He's arguing that we must take the full national constitution and bylaws and not only the provisions that suit us. Well, guess what? This all began because you decided to pick and choose your parts of the bylaws. For example, there is a clear part in the national constitution and bylaws that the national executive committee can have a legitimate uh, NEC meeting and remove the national president. But you pulled out your get out of jail free card and argued that that can't happen because of New York state law. You opened that can of worms. You opened the idea of how so many parts of our, our bylaws go against the New York state nonprofit laws. And now you're deciding that, oh, our national constitution and bylaws trump that. Uh, anything for the New York State laws. Guess what? In the New York State nonprofit laws, I don't have the exact detailed information right here, but I've seen this. It calls or it says that there should be a national meeting annually, as in our National Assembly should be meeting annually, not triannually. So, We can at least at the bare minimum argue that this emergency national assembly meeting is an annual meeting if we really want to go that route. But otherwise, we are following proper New York state law on how to call for an emergency national meeting. Has to be two months notice. It can't be any any longer than that because is it really an emergency? And it can't be any earlier than that because then we don't have time to get people organized for it as well as it has to happen or begin on your headquarters grounds, which is why we are trying to meet at Lyrecrest to be able to begin this meeting and then move to a space that can better fit us. That right there. You're picking and choosing what you want, Brother Lichtenberg. It's very obvious. And the fact that you write this makes it even more hilarious to me because, honestly, you're just reflecting or projecting your criticisms onto the NEC here. Stuff that you're currently doing. It's full-on projection. In conclusion, this meeting is still going to happen we are still meeting on November 30th and having this emergency national assembly meeting because it is in accordance to New York state nonprofit laws. I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, New York state law is a bit more important uh, because that's legal right there. So back to in conclusion, got on a tangent right there. This meeting will still happen. Brothers. Brothers go to it. Everyone can attend. If you are even just a collegiate brother, someone just had a chapter. If you're interested in this at all, whether you want to see the national politics unfold or more importantly to help uphold the legitimacy of this meeting, go. I guarantee you that your CPR that's going would love to have company. There are brothers in my province that want to go to this to help support me as CPR. To show that they are behind me, that this is what they want. As well as alumni, do the same. Go. As well as help fund people to be able to go. Like CPR, since our fraternity assets are frozen. Or other brothers that wish to attend. Look, if we can go, it'll help show that this is legitimate. In the face of Mark Lichtenberg. And province governors, this is addressed to you. I expect to see you there on November 30th at Lyrecrest. I understand that you are concerned about your position and the brothers of your province. You want to do best by them. But if you are legitimately not going because you are concerned that Mark Lichtenberg will still end up on top here and you'll just be removed then I would say you're fighting for the wrong reasons. We need to do what's best for Phi Mu Alpha and for the brothers of your province. And the best thing is to make sure this fraternity continues to function by sitting down and discussing this and maybe removing our national president. If you don't go, you're not looking out for the best interests of Phi Mu Alpha, I'm sorry. You're looking out to make sure that you continue your position as province governor. And at the end of the day, is that really any better than Mark Lichtenberg? Is that really any better than what he's done? Because I know for a fact that many of you have seen what he's doing and probably believe that this is wrong. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys at this emergency national assembly meeting. So that concludes a special breaking update. I was recording my last or the episode that I wanted to release for this, but then I got this and I think this is more important. Brothers need to know about this. This is ridiculous. This is getting out of control. Really? This isn't what find me off is about. People have been preaching the ideals of this organization throughout this whole state of emergency, but this has gotten out of control. We need to put a stop to this, and that is why we are going to talk about this as brothers on November 30th so that we don't have to talk in court as plaintiffs and defendants. This is Ryan Smith from Symphony Cast, wishing all brothers good night.